Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yes, it's another day. And here I am in snowy snowland, which is in the heart of the country, my friends. It is not even winter yet. You know, winter begins on the 21st, and today is Sunday the 15th. And I just love it because when we get to this part of the year, we sometimes get depressed. You've heard about SADS, uh, Seasonal Affective Disorder Syndrome, and people get bummed out. They don't think they have enough light. I'm going to redirect you and look outside. You don't have to squint because the sun isn't blinding you. Look at the trees and look at the beautiful architecture of every tree and bush and plant that's out there. And the evergreens that are evergreen, now they get to shine for real. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful month. The month of December is filled with delightful holidays. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin. And you're here at the Cake Factor, where cake was kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Now, let me tell you, I'm on a roll when we're talking about kindness these days because, you know, for decades, I've been working on the model of wellness. I've transformed it into well-being, and it's at its pinnacle as authentic, holistic well-being. And you'll make note that our episodes over this past month have been about the most incredible and outrageously beautiful technologies that facilitate us. So today, I'm so excited about this, I have got someone who is a dear, dear friend to me, who is a brilliant practitioner. And the thing I love about her is that she deals with exactly what the write-up says in today's episode, the art and science of healing. You can never say it's one or the other. It's got to be the art and science. So there's intuition, which means human connection. It also means exploration. So it is, it is my pleasure to introduce this woman who began as a registered nurse and then moved in to become a talented chiropractic physician. And by the way, that story is so expansive. She's the most expansive chiropractic physician I've ever encountered. And she's an expert in being a functional medicine practitioner as well. She's bright. She's engaging. When you're at her clinic, you hear light and love and laughter. As she pulls you around, she's this little tiny thing. She pulls you around, and she's delightful as she is working on the modalities to get you restored. So we're going to talk about chiropractics and acupuncture and biotechnologies and labs and the ups and the downs. I could just talk about her all day long, but it's only a 30-minute show, so I better get to it. Dr. Rose Fisher, we are thrilled to have you here today. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Deb Carlin, I'm so happy to be here with you as uh, I look out to my window, and it's uh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, and it is is a a wonderful time of year, and uh, I'm honored to to be on the show, to reach out and uh, give the people all of the choices about well-being, uh, to think about them, uh, how to look 
at your health multidimensionally and come out on the other side really addressing the issues that are important. And it, it's been a fun journey for me as uh, being a, a registered nurse back in the 70s and uh, morphing into this holistic uh, bioenergetic biocommunication light being known as the human body that really responds to the big K and kindness, especially the art and science of a practitioner who generally cares. Oh, yeah. And that was, well, that was one of the, the things that really motivated me to, uh, to be, become a chiropractor and to uh, treat people with a hands-on, uh, hands-on approach. You know, one of the things that I, that I was going to ask you immediately was um, – how is it that you got started in your current line of business? I mean, I, I mentioned that you got started as a registered nurse, but, you know, how did you get into that just briefly, and then how did it morph into the kind of expansiveness in nursing and then moving into chiropractic? Talk a little bit about that because I want to set the stage for, for all of this here. Yeah, I can – I can narrow it down to one word, it's choice, because what happens in the current medical model, uh, people are not given their choices. The practitioner is kind of, and I was trained as a nurse to, to sell the, uh, the treatment that was being offered there and not give them other choices uh, of, say, doing natural healing, going to a, another natural healing practitioner, or even doing something nutritionally, or giving them a choice to educate them how to take care of themselves. None of those choices were given in the, in the 70s. And, you know, and everybody just walked out with a big bag of supplements not knowing what they were taking. Yeah. And what they were even for, and, you know, the, 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 the clincher uh, of the deal was uh, I saw people being sold a bill of goods, as a, and it actually cost them their life because they didn't ask the question about all their choices. And as a, a young, naive nurse uh, in, in, the, in my 20s, I, I, I saw this man look at me in the eyes when we were uh, getting ready to do uh, a surgery to cut his esophagus out. And, and uh, he was going to have part of his small intestine run under his rib cage and have an opening in the side of his neck. And uh, he was to chew his food and put it in the side of his mouth and milk it down to his stomach. And the uh, surgeon never gave him a choice of putting in a G-tube or a J-tube, a tube directly. <laughs> into his stomach, and I knew uh, at that time that infuriated me at a very young age, and I decided I couldn't participate in that anymore, and I was going to make a, I made a pact with myself at that moment in time, because I knew he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to make it, and what was interesting is I learned all about statistics, which can, can be altered to tell you whatever you want to, and this uh, young man was in his 40s, and he, if you make it 72 hours after your surgical procedure, it's considered uh, a success. So he coded 
safety unit and was dead, and then they put him on a bypass machine and kept him alive. Uh, they, but they unplugged him, so the surgeon got his credit for a procedure that had a 70% mortality rate, which is was uh, a mortality rate. But he played the system, and I just thought, how immoral was that? And I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't participate in it. So, yeah. that, so that's what moved me and thrusted me into having a passion to prevent illness, to help people be educated as to all of their choices, which in the present system they're not given, and to do a functional medicine uh, approach, but how the multiple systems play into each other, not only like cardiovascular and endocrine and stress and psychology, how they play together with the spiritual aspect are the light spiritual frequency aspect right. of people and, and their thoughts. So all of those things, so as a, as a young nurse, uh, having getting my BSN at St. Louis University, uh, I got to go and, and train at the state mental hospital, which really, you know, really ramped up uh, another uh, great big facet in, in my ability to assess people. So, oh, yeah. So that's just a little tidbit. You know, um, it's interesting because, at the time that you were getting your nursing degree, nurses really did not have the authority and the influence that they have now. There wasn't such a thing as a nurse practitioner. And and so my my experience in knowing you and talking with you is that you knew that you needed more education and you really you wanted to not be um, an MD, but you wanted to be a chiropractic physician because that would give you a more open path and much more integrated education beyond what the curriculum is for a traditional physician, right? Well, that is that is true, and I always knew when I was sitting in these classes at St. Louis University that it all fit together, theology, psychology, and all of those things, but I needed to get into a decision-maker position, which means the position, and what embraced my interest in chiropractic is they honor the energetic, spiritual, chi aspect of our being. In chiropractic, they talk about the innate. So Dee Dee Palmer, who was also a minister, knew that we could manipulate the body and energy to heal itself. And I thought, why am I not hearing about this? Yeah. Why, why didn't I learn about this in, in, uh, in, in nursing school? And I had the same classes with the medical doctors. It's like, well, we're doing all of these pharmaceutical approaches that block normal functioning. Uh, why, why shouldn't we facilitate normal versus blocking normal physiological processes. So that didn't make sense to me. I mean, masking, masking physiological processes with pharmaceuticals, uh, prescriptions, and, and, uh, and, and surgical procedures. So we're not really getting to the solutions. We're only addressing, well, let's hurry up and, and take care of this problem, as opposed to what is the absolute cure for the body to learn how to heal itself, right? That is exactly correct. So I remember as a, a young nurse going through at my point in time my pharmacy book. And at that point in time, 
it, it talked about the whole plant that would uh, have the chemical in it that made it be effective, the botanical, the, the herbal. And, and what happens is in pharmacy, they take that one chemical that they think is pushing these chemical responses in the body, but they get rid of the rest of the plant. Well, the, 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 so you, you can know how much and exactly quantity you're giving somebody, but they got rid of all of the other God's gifts and his uniqueness to get rid of the side effects of that, that chemical. So the taking things in a whole plant form have hundreds of biochemicals that balance the negative effects of getting a large amount of that single that medicine uses. And that was in my <laughs> nursing book. It would tell what plants all of these classic medications were derived from. And I'm like, why don't they just give the, the whole plant? So that was another boost for me to learn about learning the, the herbs and the botanicals and the homeopathics uh, for, for doing those things. So, um, Getting the, the whole food aspect of healing is crucial, not only when we're pushing healing processes, you know, your, your food, as well as having a specific program to address um, the pathological process, your DNA processing, your epigenetics. You need to have whole foods because the whole foods uh, are crucial just sitting there and getting maximum uh, healing. So with uh, being able to find out with, with people with DNA and what their the throat swabs are, not throat swabs, the cheek swabs. <laughs> It'll be a long swab to go down their throat. Let me back you up a second because we're, we're intermingling and traveling. Just I want to pull back for a minute. So you, you're in nursing, and, and you're looking at the problems that you're seeing with people really being put in jeopardy. It's that old saying of the, the, the cure is worse than the, than the disease itself. And so you know that what you want to do is you want to be more helpful, more integral, and, and holistic, including faith and spirituality and, and holism overall in your in your ability to care for people. So that drove you from nursing over to chiropractic. You know, a lot of people still think that chiropractic just cracked the back. And what I know about you, uh, so let's pull back a little bit from talking about the DNA part of it. What I know about you in your practice from us meeting at the Functional Medicine uh, Practitioners Group here in, in St. Louis, Missouri, is that you don't, you don't do a traditional back manipulation. Yours is a little bit different. You also do uh, a number of other modalities. You do a light beam therapy and you do acupuncture. You do some interesting biotechnologies, which given my background running psychophysiology labs, is fascinating to me, making sure that we're working with the autonomic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system and labs. Talk a little bit about what it's like in your practice, what the setup is, and what, what the whole enchilada is 
with what you do with people when they come in. Because people, I, it, it really bothers me when I, when I hear chiropractors know you have back crackers. Oh, my goodness. No. So here's your platform. And edu- educate our, our listening audience for, for us here, please. Okay. I, I'm going to want you to get into this uh, computerized digital model, and you're the person in the center of this cog. And the, the cog has uh, several uh, spindles that come out to make the wheel. And, and what you're doing is we're revolving you around and we're looking at you from a, a structural point of view because if your joints don't move, you can't turn on your muscles to contract. It's the sensors in the joints that go up to the brain and say, okay, I'm moving. Make that muscle work a little bit more. That's why chiropractic has been the most effective treatment for low back is because you'll never get rid of the pain of muscle imbalance until you get the joints moving. So the thing of it is motion and knowing the neurology of joint motion mechanically is important. So we're looking at their seeing if their spine goes straight up and down or if they make a curve to the side, you know, right or left. And then we can actually muscle test to find out where the irritation and pain is. So structurally, it's really important. And after age 65, the second leading cause of death after heart disease is falls and complications of falls. And you, so you have to be able to keep your joints moving as long as you can. And that is so important with vitality, being able to have energy like uh, your gluteus maximus, your, your, your hind end cheeks, uh, relate to uh, the circulation sex meridian, which is your sexual function and your performance. It's also vitamin E uh, dependent in order to get your, your, your butt cheeks, your gluteus maximus, medius, and minimus to sit there and contract and get you to stand upright. As they weaken, we translate forward and looking like these, these old, decrepit people. So, right. so we're looking at you structurally. Then we go around the corner, we go down one other spoke, and we're looking at it meridian-wise because when we touch you with our hands on the spinal segment, we actually activate balance of the function of internal organs. So when I'm between your shoulder blades and I'm adjusting those stuck segments, I'm actually correcting your digestion, your GERD, your reflux. All of those things and getting those stomach and those organ systems a jump start and a reset. So the power of the manipulation goes and affects the meridian, are the fiber optics, are the electronics of the system. So outside of each cell, there is a fiber optic. There is a nerve artery of brain and a lymphatic system, which is the sore line. So when we are manipulating, we are changing the function of all of those systems simultaneously. So then we make one more step around the other, the, the other corner, and then we look at it nutritionally. Are you dehydrated? Are, because as a car runs on gas, we run on water. So just because they drink it doesn't mean it gets absorbed into the cells. So we're looking at the most powerful nutrient in the body and making sure it gets delivered to the place where it makes energy, which is the mitochondria. So we look at hydration. We look 
know how much of you is muscle, how much of you is fat. And we have this machine that you put your feet on and give you the BMI, but it also tells us how dehydrated you are at a cellular level. And the BMI, the, the BMI is your body mass index. Correct. Which and, is and exactly what you described a second ago there. Okay. So, so what happens is we use that number, and you'll never get people well until you get the delivery system for the nutrients that they eat to get inside the cell. So proper hydration is crucial for the effect of nutrition as well as drugs to go to work because they don't go to work outside of the cells. Their target tissues where they work and metabolize and are, are functional are inside the cells, but they got to get in. So, you know, if your cells are like a brick wall, you got to get the nutrients from the mortar inside of the brick to, to work properly. Anyway. So, so that, that, would, that speaks to the alignment of the spine. You mentioned the meridians, which are analogous to our vascular and nervous system in the paradigm of Western medicine. It is meridians from Eastern medicine as we're talking about acupuncture. And so while you're deciding what parts of the body need to be manipulated so that the spine is in alignment so everything can run right, it's kind of like the conduit in the house. That conduit is that, that tubing that all the electrical wires are running through, right? And, yes. and the, the pipes in the, in the plumbing system so the water can run through. And then you're deciding, okay, not only do I need to make sure that the spine is aligned, and the muscles are where they need to be, and the joints are moving and they're hydrated. But now I need to do some energy manipulation with the use of acupuncture needles, correct? Uh, yes, but I wanted to be really clear that the acupuncture is the fiber optic of the body. So okay. it, it, it's, it's the electronics of the body. So you have a hardwired nerve functioning, and you have a delivery system with the uh, arteries and veins system, and then you have another pipe, which is the lymphatic system. But all of them uh, coexist in this uh, matrix of the mortar or the interstitial space. It's that what holds our cells together. And fascia, and it's because of the water and the movement of water in the fascia that our bodies and our muscles have memory. And so the other part of that spoke is the psychology, the emotions of people. And so that's when we talk about Bacalar remedies. We talk about, because many times people get sick after an emotional glitch. And if you treat it downstream, you've got to go and address that issue. So with my psych training, Bacalar therapy is so effective. It deals with the issues and it helps reprogram the, the subconscious mind. So with that... Well, now, hang on a second. Take a minute here. Um, L. Bach, B-A-C-H, Edward. Okay. So Edward Bach did what exactly? Give us the, the abstract. And by the way, we're going to have you back again and again. So this is just the wet, wet the appetite of our audience here because we're going over a tremendous amount of material. And we still want to get to the other modalities that you deal with with people and then talk a little bit about a few additional things. So, so what, did, what did Edward Bach do that he came up with what you're calling Bach flower? What does that mean exactly? Okay. 
Uh, let me back up just one minute and talk about therapy. That because we talked about the lymphatic system and we have these life therapies uh, in our office that ramp up and energize uh, the cells. It's like uh, giving them uh, a dose of um, electrical energy or light energy that converts to electrical energy in the body and upregulates brain function, cell function. Uh, you got a sore throat, you come and see us if you've got mono and chronic fatigue syndrome. These kinds of light therapies are so energizing. They're non-invasive and they don't have any side effects. So now I'm going to move on to answer your question about Edward Box. Mm-hmm. So, so now we know about uh, epigenomics, and we, we used to think that uh, our body controlled our microbial um, function in our body. And Edward Box was a famous um, physician from England and Wales, and he was the one who took all of our gut content in our, in our feces and identified all of the microbes that are in there. So he was world famous, and we still use his uh, microbial analysis and naming these bacteria that coexist in harmony with us. So he was world famous in the British colleges of medicine because, you know, he set the stage and set the bar. He was at the same time that Sigmund Freud was uh, um, famous with uh, his uh, approach to psychology. Well, <clears throat> what happened to uh, Edward Box is he got lesions on his body and he started looking like a leper. And uh, he tried all of the classical medicine approaches that he was taught in medical school, medical school and was not successful in getting himself well. So he said, I don't believe God would place me here uh, on this earth without providing a natural cure to correct this, this plague that I have, this, this, this physical disease. So he left, and he went out to Wales, and he was an intuitive of the art and science of healing. So he went out into Wales and started studying the plants and the flowers. And what's interesting is hemoglobin is only one molecule different than uh, chlorophyll in a plant. So he, his theory was that plants have to learn to survive the, the epigenetics, the, the, the climate, the, the, the pollution, the soil pH change. Uh, we can learn that from doing a a homeopathic frequencies of certain plants, and it will reprogram our subconscious mind in its ability to change our our illness, our, our emotional block that sets us up for illness. So he studied extensively all of these different flowers and how the homeopathic frequencies of that change the person's view and correct illnesses and certain issues. His belief was he thought everybody should have a access to God's healing powers that were available to everyone. And so he came up with the Bach flower uh, therapy. So the professionals use higher potencies in homeopathy if you buy a Bach flower and right. 
called potency. And professionals use it, and I use it in, in a multitude of different frequencies to get what we want. So here's the good news and the other news. We are down to the last one minute of our 30-minute segment. Can you believe it? Time flies and having fun. So, you know, I want our audience to know that we are on a roll here. <clears throat> Dr. Fisher and I are going to reconvene and, and do a episode after episode because what we're talking about is essential for you to learn. But here's what I want you to understand. In the midst of everything that she is talking about, it becomes clear to me that this is a very visual learning that needs to take place. So, Dr. Fisher, would you consent to doing a webinar with me where we set things in motion visually for people on the screen and we can sit side by side and draw and put up slides and really explain it? And um, I think we actually, you know, I wasn't intending to do this on this show, but I think you and I need to do some live seminars for people so that they can learn this and we can teach them true healing. Would you agree to that? Uh, yes, and I have to tell you that the basis of wellness is an untapped natural resource. And if people only knew what was available to them to empower them so greatly, uh, they would be amazed. And so Absolutely. Choices in Choices and kindness yes. are, are, are. We got, we got to wrap. I hate to do this to you because we're down to the last 20 seconds. This is the ultimate kindness is teaching exactly where we're at. Friends, I hate to say goodbye, but this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, Dr. Rose Fisher. Thanks a million for being with us today. Happy holidays to everyone and be blessed. And grab onto somebody and give them a great hug for the holidays. <laughs>